There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode four of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, donkey balls. No, I'm, I'm Steve. <laughs> and I'm Sean Fangirl S. Tonight we will be discussing episode seven of The Expanse. Unfortunately, there were no no awesome news tidbits this week. No, pretty quiet on the news front this week. But that's okay because we got a really good show. Um, it's entitled Windmills. So we have a really tiny synopsis, so we can go into this. Um, Holden and crew realize they are not alone on the Rosanada and find themselves up against a Martian military blockade. Believing all is lost, Miller finds a new reason to forge ahead. Ava Salara visits Holden's family in Montana. First, I want to say... Okay, let's start there with um, Ava Salara going to the family. Because okay. first, I did not know what we were going to get since the explanation of his family was kind of weird originally. Yeah. Yeah, when they said there's eight. So I'm still trying to understand this because the way everything happened between Holden's, well, one of his mothers, <laughs> who uh, was actress uh, Frances Fisher, who, oh my gosh, I've seen her in so yes. many things. Yes. And I really like that that woman as an actress, and I kind of hope we see her oh, more. Yeah, she is absolutely fantastic. Oh, and just playing a mother, which I think uh, was probably not too far of a reach when you're, you know, because uh, you know most women at some point think about being a mom, even if they're not. So I think it was probably kind of easy to understand how you get so caught up and so upset. But her explaining why they had him would yeah. and it was all in order to save the land but um Ava Salara was doing a different twist on it saying that they had actually had a child and it was like genetic kind of it's the best word uh chicken soup everything kind of in the pot <laughs> <laughs> it was to to be able to have land rights right which i really wish i i have to read the book I'm hoping that somewhere in the book it explains it more because I really wish I understood what the problem is with having land because it seems to be a big to-do. Not, well, you know, everybody wants a house, wants a place to live, but it seemed more than that. Did you get that? A little bit. Yeah, because they're talking about, you know, government officials coming and trying to, you know, scare them off the land and Holden when he was little, you know, how he would basically stand at the gate and, you know, shoo them away or do whatever. I really like the windmills, though. They're really cool. <laughs> they were aesthetic and not just, you know. Oh, I really liked it. I don't know. I, and that would be the kind of windmill. And I've actually seen those in smaller versions right. being used 
Oh, where was it? It was overseas. I want to say maybe Finland. They had them on, like, um, condos. People were using smaller versions. And I'm like, yeah, because I feel like, and I know this is neither here nor there, but, like, those big, giant windmills, they have a big, you know, wind farm in southern Indiana, and that's creepy. (laughs) Like, when you drive through at night, it is really creepy because you got the lights and you have them all spinning the same way. I just feel like that you wouldn't necessarily get so hypnotized watching. But it would still be calming presence at the same time. I know it's kind of a stupid thing to to realize that something that was on screen for all of maybe 10 seconds. But I just like the fact that they did something different. Maybe stupid, but that's me. What do you want? Yeah, you, you kind of get the feeling that his parents were kind of possibly political dissidents. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, why... And they raised him basically to feel like it was his responsibility to save the land. And I guess it was just a little unusual as, you know, it was great to get some insight into Holden's character. But, yeah, maybe I can understand why uh, he was so willing to get the (laughs) hello out of there. You know what? I actually thought that came for more from his mom, like the explanation that he didn't really want to go, that she was, you know, like drawing the line in the sand, saying, because oh, okay. she said at the one point, you know, I realized what we were doing to him, and it wasn't fair for a child. And so I told him he had to leave, and if he didn't, I would. And, you know, you're that close to your parents, and that was his birth mother. Right. That, you know, maybe he thought she was pushing him away without realizing that, She's saving him at the same time. So we, we're getting a little bit of Holden's past. Right. So I like that. Like I said, we're, it's not the whole thing, and it just makes me want to read the book more. And i got to find the frickin' book and either download it or go buy it. Bookstores, unfortunately, are few and far between around here anymore. They keep closing. Yes. But it just seems so powerful. And I don't know if... The books are more of, like, the now and forward, you know, not really giving a whole lot of the past. Right. So I need to know. I need to find these books because I think it's multiple books. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So I will be looking for that. And uh, before it comes back, because it's coming back. So before it comes back, I will have at least read one of them, hopefully more, so I have a little more insight. And apparently the neighbor's dog feels the same. <laughs> <laughs> He's really excited about the expanse coming. Um, I'm so sorry. Let's talk a little bit more about what happened in Montana. Okay. Yeah, you, the opening was so awesome. It was. It was beautiful. Yes, because you see her trudging through the snow with her red cape on and the shot of the windmills and just a beautiful beautiful shot yeah let me tell you traipsing through the snow here not the same effect no (laughs) nothing at all i traipsed through all i got were wet scrubs and wet shoes it it wasn't in any way beautiful (laughs) and i love the banter between (laughs) chestion and whoever she was talking to. Oh, yeah, with, like, her guards or whatever? Yeah, she goes, no, I wasn't murdered in the last 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I mean, when we do finally kind of see a a wide shot, it's not that far. Like, the ship that is kind of hovering there, it's not like he didn't have, 
you know, direct line of sight. It's like, yeah, exactly. But I love he's just he was just mad. Yeah, like, don't go in there. Don't go in let there. Let me at least send a helicopter. And she's like, no. So she was mad. But at the same time, if these people were very, you know, Holden's parents were very anti-government, you know, that would definitely turn them off to talking to her about anything. Yes. So it's probably for the better. Uh, but when she gets up there to talk to Holden's mom, now, uh, this was an... Oh, I thought it was a breathtaking... I can't even say it was a cabin, because it's not like... When I think cabin, I think this little quaint, you know, like, one-room place. This was... This house was beautiful, and it it hurts me how bad I now want a house that looks like that out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Because I'm not a country girl, okay? (laughs) Right. But it was so pretty. Um, And she goes in, and we kind of see one of his dad's... But, I mean, it was very short. He wasn't, I don't even know, did he have any FaceTime? Or was it just kind of like back of head and then side view? Yeah, I think it was just the back of the yeah, head. Yeah, so we didn't really get to see him. But, I don't know if you noticed, he was walking with what looked to me like um, a crutch. And he went off screen. Right. So, I don't know if that has something to do with stuff that might play in at some point. You know, like maybe he was protesting and the government coming on. But, you know, I'm just kind of like really stretching because I don't know and it's just all these things that ran through my head watching it. I'm like, oh. Right, yeah, you definitely, you know, if they had had some run-ins with the government, yeah, you. it's very possible that one of the fathers got <laughs> injured and ended up being disabled right. to an extent. And that's why I thought it was, you know, they are so, I guess, anti-government in their little homestead and... Avasalara mentions that. And she even says that she thought it was weird that he ran off and joined the Navy. Which, again, it's just so weird in my head that they're calling it the Navy because it's spaceships. I just feel like it has to have some kind of different name. The the Spacey something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds stupid. I don't care. Yeah. Just something they, different. They call it the Air Force. Yeah, there you the go. There you go. <laughs> Space Force something. Space Ghost. I don't know. Um, so it it just weird. And it does kind of raise questions as did he do this to get away and to find a way to get paid, kind of have a stable lifestyle? Because, you know, when you're in the armed forces, usually you have some kind of barracks and uniforms and food pay. So, you know, you're not just kind of out on your own not knowing what the heck to do. Right. And if he's always kind of lived, I almost want to say like a hippie commune, and that's not what it is, but like farmland that, you know, that maybe he was looking for something more structured, something completely different from where he was. And like I said, he didn't have to go off and he didn't have to beg. He didn't have to have a questionable career. <laughs> and... I guess it can go either way. It depends on how hard you're pushed. That's the best I can come up with. Because it just sounds weird, but that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And Christian wouldn't come out and tell his mother that he was alive for the longest time. Right. She just assumed that he was dead. But then she's like, well, why are you here? Right. And I I didn't even catch it. Like, I mean, I we obviously know... <laughs> I'm sounding so flustered. 
we know what's happened with Holden. They don't know on Earth. So I can understand Holden's mother being, you know, just under the assumption, oh, great, you know, the government's here. We've all seen the video that came out. So they're just going to tell me he's dead and it's his fault because he should have never sent that or, you know, something. Being in that position, I would probably think that they're here to tell me this because they think he's some kind of, like, rabble-rouser. Oh, my God, I pulled that one way out of my back pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And because they knew how anti-government we were. But then all of a sudden, and like I said, this is where it it never clicked with me, that she she never did say she was dead, even though his mom said it, what, like three or four times? And it was, uh, like, the mom made a point of saying, why are you dancing around this and not actually telling me? Right. And then we get... Ava Solara's story about her son. She's doing everything she needs to do. I mean, we've talked about this, but we get a little bit of her backstory then, explaining what happened and how she feels responsible for her son because she told him he had to go into the military. because right, she, or she wouldn't pay for his education. Right, because the whole time she was really grooming him for government. Right. So I thought, you know, that was interesting. And, and you know, we have Holden's mom, like, oh, I didn't know. And it was very, it, not funny, like funny haha, but funny strange, because she's like, yeah, I don't open with that. Because I'm assuming that people might know the name, people might know what happened because she was a public official, but not mm. really to the level like she just told, you know, shared with Holden's mom. Right. And really, I wouldn't expect anyone except your, like, friends to know that. So when she said it, I'm like... You kind of feel for Holden's mom because you were to tell me something along those lines. You know, that's probably the same thing I would have said. You know, I didn't know because that's not something you share. Yes, exactly. So I can see her being flustered and still mad but wants to help her then because it's almost like the embarrassment factor. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Her son is not going to come back alive, but Holden may have a chance. Right. (laughs) I I did just I liked those moments with them, but then as you know they talk it out and they find out what's going on, uh, she's leaving and then who is it? Uh, Aaron Wright is that then? Yeah, the the secretary, her boss, decides to call her, <laughs> and really she you know he's all like, oh your your spy didn't check in the last two calls, so we're just taking holding out when he gets to where were they going? Aries, right? Eros, Eros. yeah. And she's like, wait, he's not this. It, it's because of... And he's like, no, nah, we're done. I was like, Yeah, we're done. Wow. <laughs> but it, still, why are they automatically going to try to, to kill Holden? He's the one who... I mean, okay, I guess because he's inciting riots out in the belt. But that was completely unintentional. He was trying to save their ass. Yeah. And I don't get why they're so freaked out and they want him dead now. Did I miss something? I mean, seriously, I feel like I missed something. Nope, you didn't. Okay. Uh, You're right there with me, not knowing why they're like, and let's just kill him. Yeah, why the UN is so dead set that he's the one that has done all this, where, you know, Christian is digging into it and trying to find out what is going on, what type of person he is. I think she's convinced that, yeah, he's an innocent bystander in all of this. He had absolutely nothing to do with any of it, and 
they really need to find, you know, get to the bottom to find out who's behind it before they start blowing things up. Well, let's hope that that happens because I like Holden. I'd rather not have him dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go a little bit to uh, former Detective Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. You want to take it? <laughs> Rough little journey uh, there. How fast he has fallen. Yeah, he was not a happy camper. Well, that's an understatement. And I'm beginning to think that, yeah, there is a possibility that maybe he does have feelings for Julie Mao, even though he's never met her. I don't know how, but... That'd be weird, but I guess not completely uh, unheard of. I guess. But... Because, you know, we seem trying to record a message to Julie's father now... As far as we've seen, he's never had any contact with her parents. And as far as we know, we don't know for sure that it was his parents that started this. Because oh. after finding out that the head was in somebody's back pocket... I never thought of that. It's very possible that Dawes set, told her to have him try to find Julie Mao. I, have, I never even thought of that. Now, that hit me today. I went... Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Now, it may not be Dawes. It may be somebody else who's behind uh -huh. this because the way she reacted to that message, it was like, get that locked up and away quickly. So she apparently knows something about it. Wow. Yeah, no, I. you just put a spotlight on that because I didn't even think of that. See, I took it at you know him trying to do this recording for her parents because he does say... You know, some of these cases are given to me when they, there's no hope and they don't want anything new found. Right. And it's kind of like a throwaway case. So I just kind of assume that it was him sending, like, an apology that he was the one who got the case. That's what I was thinking this whole thing was. And, you know, it, it just was getting to him because he had found real information and right. he's got and all this happened. And then the dummy... This, oh, yeah, let's go walk into an OPA <laughs> bar. Uh, yeah, and was it just me or the ones that were on, like, the, like, his right? Were those the cops that escorted him out? I don't think so. Oh, okay, see, I thought they were. I was no, really thinking those I, were the I cops. I think it is those were people who he had actually busted previously. Oh, okay. And that's why they were, you know, kind of signaling at him, like, it's cool, but... You would think that word got around pretty quick that he's no longer with Star Helix, so fair game. <laughs> well, obviously that didn't matter too much last episode. Yeah. They were tasing the crap out of him so, and snagging him in plain sight. I don't think too many people were too worried about that. But, yeah, Dawes was just like, oh, his drinks are on me. And, and he seemed to have sobered up quick because he did seem like he was kind of a drunk and everything else, so... I was kind of surprised that he didn't take the drink. You know, he dumps it and kind of all pissed off, walks out. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm stuttering and sounding, but I'm worried about what is going to happen to Miller because. Yes, it is concerning. That's for sure. Because, and of course, I wanted to slap him because, <laughs> you know, he goes to Julie's apartment again. Okay. I thought that was his apartment. He had to, like, bust the door down to get in at first. Right. I'm like, wow, that worked fast. They're like, oh, okay, you're not a cop. You don't have this apartment anymore either. 
Exactly. But that was his clearance thing that was letting him in. Right. So, yeah, he goes. And it had it had been obviously tossed again. Yes. So somebody else was wanting to try to find more information that he had already found, apparently. Did you want him to find something else, like in a, just a completely oddball place? I wanted to just have, like, one more ha-ha, screw you kind of thing happen. It would have been nice. Instead, we get the bird. I know. I, that's why I was thinking the bird was going to trigger something, and he was going to remember. I don't know. It was weird. What is with that bird? I don't <laughs> understand it. You got me. <sighs> I mean, it's nice that the station has living animals on, on it. I mean, what? A living animal. Yeah, I don't know. We have one bird flying around. That's all we know. I wonder how the uh, gravity affects it. Apparently, not much. Well, it was it was kind of because it was. Yeah, it looked a little long, a little longer and skinnier. It than... was kind of floating, weird. I don't know. And then we had um, a phone call from it ends up being Inspector Samatimba, who seems to be a friend of Miller's, and. Uh, you might recognize that face. Oh, yeah. I did. I uh, <laughs> made sure everybody knew that uh, I knew who that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're a fan of a little show called Orphan Black, you might... He plays Detective Art Bell. Yeah, I'd say you might notice that it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, just saying that there, there's a ship that came from one of the ships, right? That whole... Um, Holden Miller's looking for right and it was like a little not, I always want to say escape pod that's not the word I'm looking for no they'll a skiff I think is what they called it yeah a skiff that's what they yeah called it. and it's still docked out at Eros hmm mm -hmm. this little place seems to be some happening kind of a space station all of a sudden <laughs> It's something else. I'm not sure what yet, but it is something else. Yeah. Because we have Ava Solara worried that Holden's headed there, and they've already said they're going to take him out there. Mm -hmm. You have a possible sighting of Julie Mao or something from the ship she was on there. And mm -hmm. Miller's going to be there. Yeah. You know, somebody headed out. And I was a little upset. I didn't understand what all those coins were that he was getting. Apparently, it's... Cashing in. Yeah. You know, uh, probably poker winning. Mm. Winnings. Didn't think about that. Uh, I was a little upset with him, though, because Octavia, she's like, you know, we need to stick together. I mean... You need a partner. You, and you know what? I think he's kind of proven that he does. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking in his head it's kind of a suicide mission at this point. And he already managed to save her by saying, you know, nobody else seen what was on the disc. Right. And we've seen how she reacted when she had to actually shoot somebody. Yeah. So, and we saw that Havelock just about got killed, so... That maybe it's bad luck being around him, being his partner. At least right now. But yeah, I'm with you. I wanted him to say okay and go together at least you have one more person but I can understand his point of view of not wanting to put anybody else in harm's way, harm's way because of what he actually saw you know this 
new unknown power. Right. So, last we see of Miller, he's on a ship that looks like a real beater. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted, uh, Miller is definitely not flying the friendly skies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, ooh, that's definitely not first class. That's all. No. <laughs> Oh, that might have been first class. Oh, that's ships. true. That's true. <laughs> there was a couch-looking setting, you know, setting that he was in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Love seat. <laughs> uh, anyway, so last we see of him is on a ship headed to Eros. Last we hear, like I said, with Ava Solaro, which I actually feel she's going to be headed out there because I think she wants to stop whatever might happen. Who knows? Nope. And then we have... Our crew of the Rossi. Yeah. <laughs> I just like saying the Rossi. Um, yeah. Uh, they're they're worried about what's going to happen because apparently, oh, with all the tension, there's more Martian Navy activity. Yes, after uh, seeing uh, the Belter go flying into a uh, a Martian skiff, you can understand why they're probably going to be on very high alert. Yes. So anything out of the ordinary is going to catch get their attention yeah. and well apparently it doesn't help <laughs> when you have somebody who's stowed away sending out signals it's like mm-hmm. you're first of all you're broadcasting did you really think that they're not going to notice yeah. hey we're not transmitting somebody is uh, yeah, and you're not just on some freighter you're on a right freaking warship so come on. He's really lucky that Nagata didn't have stuff set up like she said, where like if he accessed oh, yeah. some place he shouldn't have been, he just would boom. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but he was down there. Apparently, there's no air because he was in a spacesuit. Mm-hmm. So this is our spy, another data broker with all yes. sorts of weird implants. He had his um, camera eye. Yes. That apparently has Wi-Fi. If he noticed that at <laughs> one point. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm like, he's got a better signal than I do. What is his eyeball? What's up with that? Like, man, apparently phone service got way better. <laughs> now, what's interesting is this character isn't in the books. Oh, he's not at all. Or at least not in this role now. Okay. And the episode was actually penned by the authors who wrote the book. Okay. So people couldn't, re- you know, uh, they some couldn't know to what was coming about it, but you can't because they're the ones who wrote the episode. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's kind of sneaky. It's like, oh, you think you know what's happening? Oh, oh, you want to complain? It's different. Guess what? Maybe this is what I'm putting in the next book. <laughs> and what are you gonna do? You're like, dang, I don't know what to say now. Exactly. But the right. The writers seem to be really on board with this show. The the book writers is what I mean. Yes. Yes, very involved. Yes, with it. so I think it's pretty cool. So, uh, surprisingly enough, this guy is kind of useful, but I'm worried about him. Oh, Not yeah. just because he's a spy. <laughs> because they put him in the airlock, obviously. They're, you know, threatening to space him. He's screwing around with... And how did nobody notice? Why is nobody looking? Uh, he's screwing around with stuff, and when Amos comes back down... Because Amos was like, I'm going to be honest with you. You're probably going to die either way. It's like, wow. 
maybe, you know, again, honesty is not the best policy here. Because he starts screwing himself and he's like, oh, yeah, come back and we'll see what happens. And I didn't know what the heck he was going to do, that if he hit the panel, was it going to suck them both out? You know, like, well, if you're going to die, if I'm going to die, I'm taking you with me kind of thing. Right. Or, yeah, I don't know. I kind of thought that he was trying to override the controls to the door so he could get out. At least that was my thinking. But it it sure looked like it was probably a little more complicated than just doing the door. Right. (laughs) Yeah, because all of a sudden when Amos is like, all right, yeah, you're going to be helpful. He's like, oh, shit. You know, he's like, hurried up and grabbing. (laughs) Covers it up real quick. Pulls pulls out whatever he did to make it not happen. Uh, Amos was scary this episode, though. Yes, he was. (laughs) Because we don't know what's happening. And all of a sudden, um, I guess. How did he explain it? I just watched the freaking thing. Seriously, I should write notes. He explained it that just because there's such high tension going on that almost everybody's getting boarded. Mm-hmm. And next thing we know, a Martian skiff, again, is coming over, security skiff, to check out what's going on on the Rossi. And so our spy was all like, oh, hey, no, no, no. There's stuff you can get around this. Trust me, trust me. It's like, just get to talking and quit screwing around <laughs> i mean was it was it just me because i'm like god just tell them really because i was stressing yeah they played the attention of this boarding out for quite a while yes and it turns out that like there's black ops going on and if you say certain words then they leave you alone basically Right, because, of course, if they would have boarded the Rossi, they would have recognized the interior as a Mars ship, and all hell would have broke loose. Oh, they would have recognized Holden's face, too. Yeah. Kind of hard to miss that. But, uh, yeah, so Alex figures out where everything, what they need to do, and, of course, another roadblock, security digits. Nagata, surprisingly, manages to get it, like, overridden. Like, by killing all the power, they open it up so they get the words. Couldn't be normal words. No. No. (laughs) I am not even going to attempt the words. (laughs) That's how bad it is. Um, But this is the part, you know, they don't know what's happening. They're extending, like, a spacewalk kind of thing to the outer outer hole because the security guys were going to board. And Amos is standing down there, and he's like, no, I'm going to kill them. It's fine. It's them or us. And Holden's trying to talk to him. He's like ton of people died to get us off the ship and get us safe. And he's like, yeah, okay, two more, whatever. I mean, Amos seemed to have, he went almost psychopath at that point. Or sociopath, yeah, really which did. one, because and he was really he calm. Was, yeah, he was forcing Holden's hand in this. And it would have been interesting to see what would have happened if they had actually docked. Right. Would Holden have uh, put Amos down before they got in? side or not yeah i don't know because holden's like i will shoot and he's like oh yeah you got a clear shot (laughs) i was seriously sitting here with just my mouth open just like what what just happened he is so yeah isn't that a sociopath at that point not a psychopath sociopath like they have no concept of what's really happening or whatever and i was just like this is crazy and you have Holden finally telling the guy that you need to, whatever leash you had him on, you need to control, you know, get him back on. Yeah. And she's like, get back on it now. Yeah, and she's like, what are you talking about? Because she doesn't know what happened. No, she doesn't. And she's just went through the ringer, you know, trying to override the security protocol on the ops. Bike. Right. 
So hopefully Holden will explain it to her, even if it's off screen, because right. she does need to kind of catch up here. <laughs> because Amos has gone over the edge, and I'm not sure if we're going to get him back to, like, pull him back enough to be helpful. Right. And that may be where Miller ends up coming in. I guess we'll see. And I I assumed, because we talked about it the last episode, that they were going to find that guy who's floating in space. They haven't found him yet. Right. Yeah, I thought they were, too. So maybe next episode. Yeah. We'll see. So anything else? It was a pretty tense episode, though. Yes, there was some tense uh, moments <laughs> in all the uh, plot lines yes. of the episode. <clears throat> so anything else you want to mention that I... I may be rushed right through. <laughs> well, our buddy uh, Kaz um, yes, Anvar. tweeted out uh, that he missed some, me. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you too, Kaz. <laughs> um, of course, the um, magic, uh, one of the mag- magic phrase words was <clears throat> donkey balls. <laughs> Ambiguous. And of course, he had to uh, tweet out that um, there was some stories behind that, okay. and uh, <laughs> behind the scenes stuff, maybe. Right, and I said, "Oh, please, please share those." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish they would. Maybe we can try to get Sci-Fi to get them on with us again. Yeah, especially and, him. Uh, he just—he's a crack up. Yeah, he favorited that tweet, and of course, he had to. Definitely tweet out, do not underestimate Nagata's ability to break things. <laughs> <laughs> she she broke it in the correct way. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously, Steve tweets out, and I normally tweet out, but yesterday I didn't get a chance to do it. So, Steve, why don't you tell them where they can find you, especially All right. tweeting. <laughs> I am, yes, I, you will find me live tweeting at... Salyer Steve, S-A-L-Y-E-R-S-T-E-V-E. And Steve and I do a lot of podcasts here. Steve is also over on the Hollow Nine Network. So Steve is also on, uh, oh gosh, what's your other one? You're on a lot. Yeah. He's on the Pod Doctors, and then you do... The Word, and... He's everywhere. Steve is all over the internet. Not as much as I once was doing, but it's slowly building back up again. <laughs> That's because all these shows are coming on sci-fi that we're like, oh my gosh, we should talk about this. Yes. <laughs> because, oh my gosh, we should talk about this. Um, and then when I'm doing my live tweeting, you can find me at Jetta528, uh, fangirlzone.com, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Obviously, we want to hear from you. Uh, Fangirlzone on Facebook. And I think my Instagram is just Jetta528. And honestly, I resurrected... And I don't know how long it's going to last because I'm like, ugh, this is a lot of work. I resurrected my MySpace. <laughs> oh, my God. I just posted our podcast over there. But it's, uh, yeah, Jetta528. No, I don't own a Jetta. Yes, it was a video game character. If you know who what I'm talking about, I want to hear from you. Podcast at gmail.com. Most people don't know, so we'll see if anyone gets it. Of course, ratings and reviews on iTunes help because good ratings help other people find us. Tell your friends, tell your family, uh, and thank you guys because we managed to make it on the new and noteworthy. So that makes yes, me yes, yes. really happy. And uh, the 
super awesome, and it's all because of you guys. Uh, we're also actually going to be on several platforms. Um, we're on Podomatic at Fangirl Zone. We are on uh, over on Hollow Nine too. That's H O L O O W, the number nine I N E. Uh, then Google Play is starting their podcast listing, so we're on there now. We just got approved. Nice. Yeah, so we're popping up everywhere. Slowly but surely, Fangirl Zone is showing up everywhere. So I'm super excited, and thank you guys for joining us in this endeavor. And we have more because we have some new shows starting up. Oh, next week. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we'll be talking more sci-fi very, very soon. And we still have three episodes left of The Expanse. Yes. And con season has just about begun. Yes. Ah. i got fan days in Dallas here in February. If any of these guys end up at a con close, I might lose my mind. <laughs> you remember me? You remember me? Yeah, we did the interview. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, so we're going to let you guys go. Thank you so much for tuning in. So we shall sign off for the evening. Until next week. Until next time, everyone.